of the con. A baby in the con. They wouldn't be able to do that anymore. They'd be too racist. You know what I mean? Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. It's the I'm your host, Brand Goble, and I'm joined by Brennan and Tyler. Yeah, we are the how do we say that? We are the hostess with the mostest. The podcast that uh, it's not in front of me. I can't remember. Oh, we are the podcast. Uh, <laughs> We're the most fan centric podcast of all podcasts. Here we go. The podcast for Real Salt, Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge and soccer experience. We're like talking with your buddies after the game. Just like that. It's but just, they can't. know something about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, we just love talking about it. So we're in the middle of a uh, international window, right? Yeah, yeah. Real Salt Lake didn't play. Oh, they did have the League's Cup against Atlas, Atlas the two-time reigning uh, Mexican League champion who last place in is doing the best to <laughs> tank. Tank. Yeah. tank. Uh, they beat RSL, but still RSL yeah. got their coach fired seems, after the game. Seems like <laughs> Joe Dickerson just wanted them to win. <laughs> Did you guys watch much of that game or any at all? I, I just saw the highlight for Herrera shooting that goal. Oh, uh, hopefully oh. everybody saw that. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. Oh, yeah, they can't stop playing. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah, that's quality. That was a great hit. I watched a little of it. I started watching right when Miram got that bogus red card. Yes, I know his foot was up near his face, but that doesn't get that gets called half the time. And half the time it doesn't even get a yellow. His foot was up. He wasn't watching the guy. He, he was watching the, the ball, bicepped. kicked him in the arm, and then the the uh, Atlas players rolling around like they need to rush in the it Civil War battlefield surgeon to uh, amputate his arm. He looked like he was rolling around like he, he was mortally wounded. Which well, I think is one of the biggest complaints about the whole anything south of the U.S., right? It's like anything south of where we live, we tend to put it into the flopping category. Well, I think soccer players are trained to take the pain as fast as possible, so they they feel the full extent of the pain, and then that helps it go away very quick. Oh, is that, so that's is that that's why is? they're able to recover so fast and stand yeah. up. Feel they're, the extent of the trained, pain quickly. Their yeah. trainers didn't even come onto the field. That's because right? they didn't knew. have the magic spray. <laughs> but he's rolling around like he's his, a seasoned uh, vet. He knows what he's doing. His uh, arm was broken in half and. Oh yeah, it was. And yeah, I feel like, the oh, pain. I think it was dislocated, and that's why he was rolling around trying to get back in socket. Oh yeah, dislocated his elbow, and it's, then they had no, the other his players. His forearm, his, his bicep. Yeah, his yeah. Bicep he dislocated tore. his bicep. His bicep <laughs> tore, so he had to like re-roll it. He you put know, it back. The in fibers place. you gotta you gotta spin them back together because they get frayed. The other stuff. his yeah, other yeah, teammates came over and stretched it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now he's good. Popped his bicep. Gracias, amigo. Gracias. So yeah, but then go back to the goal. We we got to talk about that. Like that goal is one for the record books. Like first of all, it was Aaron Herrera who out of all our defenders has scored the least, which is zero goals yeah. in MLS play. However, uh it's kind of cool that he was able to basically just take a touch out of the back, notice the keeper way off his line and he smashed it from like 70 yards. 20 yeah, or so was, yards from midfield. It was like 20 or 30 from the half. Yeah. And yeah, just, yeah, he takes one touch and then just 
It's 10 yards from the end of the circle. Yeah, it's not close at all. Mm-hmm. And it hit, it lands like just under the post. The post, like the, the crossbar, sorry, crossbar. It He kicks that so hard and it goes, look, what, a foot underneath the crossbar? And oh, in. yeah, it was a perfect angle. And the keeper's running back, but he, he realizes very quickly he's not getting there. And that's such a fun feeling. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, just like the quality of how aggressive that ball is. There's not much not much loft to it. Like, it's just a bullet. Yeah. And it hits the, it hits the back of the net. I mean, it, yeah, it's it the, didn't bounce in. It didn't dribble no. in. Perfect angle. And yeah. I love seeing the water fall off the, um, the bar when it hits the net. It's just like, ooh. That's some quality stuff. I love watching uh, Mexican keepers run backwards and pull the ball out of the net. That's what I love about that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Dos acero. <laughs> That's a favorite for me. I don't know. It's funny because uh, i uh, talking with my daughter, Jerica, who's guest starred here a few times. Um, you know, she's like, Dad, you never sound racist until I watch you watch a Mexican team play rsl or the u.s men's national team play and and it's not that i am racist during the game i'm just referring no just to a disclaimer the, he's not racist the mexicans they, as mexicans and anytime I, I i sound like i hate them when i just hate the shirt and the team that they're accompanying well, that's what a so. good rivalry does it brings out it brings well, out your, that's your why passions. i can't go to these games i can't go to the game sit in my you speak seat spanish and listen to my team get cheered by, like, booed by teams that are in my state that are cheering for the other team, right? Like, I went to, I think it was Chivas de Guadalajara or somebody They came. First couple times they did the Mexican teams here, I went and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm leaving angry. I don't even care what the score is. I'm just pissed that they have such a big following here in Utah. They're cheering for their team and it's not my team. Anyway. Well, I think moving forward with the new ownership too, though that they've done a great job reaching out to other communities, especially the Hispanic, Latin, Latinx communities, to try and change that. And I think Dave Checkis might have started doing that a little bit, but I don't think Deloy Hansen was really interested in uh, in ex- cultivating that. In cultivating that, but I think the new owners and if Real Salt Lake wins and continues to um, work on like they had the. A Latin heritage night. Yeah, totally down to that. I'm so on board with that, right? Let's welcome all fans of every nationality, people from all over the world, to come and cheer for our team. It's just when everybody's cheering for the other team, that's really hard for me. It does kind of make it uh, less fun. Interesting, to say the least. So the League's Cup, too, is going to, next year is going to be much different. They're actually going to, Major League Soccer is going to have a break in play, and they're actually going to play a tournament with Ooh, that counts with the Mexican League teams. Really, that yeah. matters somehow. Yeah, it's going to be an actual cup. Whoa! So there, I think there's going to be like a two week break or something in the league, if I remember right. And we're going to they're going to play. So it's not going to be exhi- exhibitions. It's going to be serious play. I guess somebody gets some hardware at the end of it. Well, that's our closest our closest quality, right? Yeah. Overall, as far as talent and expectation. And there's a lot of rumors that people are thinking that the Major League Soccer and the Mexican League were going to merge at some point in the future. No. 
There's yes, talk. That's there too is large. talk. The and the, the the thing is, Mexico does not have their league, Liga MX, right? They don't have room for growth. Their their growth is in the US. That's the funny thing about it. And and right now, if you look at ratings on Mexico soccer, Liga MX soccer in the US, it's actually higher than major league soccer. Mm. It's the Premier League is the number one, and number two league is Mexico, and number three is MLS, which is so, good for soccer. But MLS is growing, and Liga MX is shrinking. So they're thinking we have one generation to get this right because we have all these Mexican league fans in the U.S. that their second generation, the kids growing up in the U.S., are picking their local team rather than their father's team. Or their mother's team. Kind of an idea. Or their abuela's team. Yeah. Or abuelo. Or Coco's favorite team. Or Coco's favorite team. <laughs> Hopefully. Because if they first start forgetting, he's going to fade away. And yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. that that's, yeah. that's true. That's kind of what they're thinking, right? Like, yeah. that's the plot to Coco, if you didn't catch on to that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you haven't? I haven't seen it yet. It's oh. a good one. Watch you, it uh, in October. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Count it as a Halloween yeah, I've heard movie. great things yeah. about it. But also, too, I think uh, the Mexican League, Liga MX, how do you say it? Liga MX. They have suspended promotion relegation. Oh, wow. If I remember reading something about that, they're not doing that at the moment. Yeah. Well, and they, they're so, kind of they different their, than the rest of the world, too, because they have a fall and a spring, whereas the rest of the world counts all of that as one. They have the fall yeah, I think, I think classic they change that, and then the spring. Because yeah. if you're having two cups in the same year, it's a little... It's a bit much. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, all right. They, yeah, I think they only play 18 games each time. But Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about the Mexican League update. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to the game, there were some si- sightings. Like uh, Kai came in, Axel Kai. Yeah. And uh, from all accounts, had a good showing. Big dude. He's, he's uh, larger than... Larger than life. Larger than life and uh, a bigger dude than Herrera, which I was surprised to see. He's, he's stout mm-hmm. for... 15. He's been eating his vegetables. Well, yeah, they list him as what? 14? I think he's turned 15, but... It says December 30th of 07. <laughs> Maybe he's still 14. But... Uh, he, that's strange. Because it shows a picture of Cordoba as his picture. Is that Cordoba's <laughs> picture? Really? Now I'm doubting everything <laughs> on this. Yeah, it does. Anyway, when we got our picture with... Axel Kai, he was super cool. You weren't there, but Brant and I, we uh, we stood right next to him and took a picture. And yeah, the guy that to... took the picture didn't know how to take a picture with an Android phone. He's <laughs> got like this huge space around us. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't know how to zoom in, dude. It takes two fingers. Most yeah, people we had that this. little sit down with the whole team. And you know thousands of other fans at the yeah I mean, meet the team night, but yeah, I mean, okay. other I was people were say, there too. Like, what is this? Like I don't remember this personable. <laughs> we went over a few things, and it, they obviously didn't stick because they came out. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, all right, now bees. Here's the thing: you kill off the game. All right, now over to you, Farnsworth. Who walked, who played in the game as well? Came in late as a sub. I think almost everybody. Um, I didn't like I said I didn't uh, pay much attention to it, but interesting game. And, and again, we're not probably going to break the whole thing down. 
Uh, but McMath got the night off. Gomez finally got his, you know, first minutes with RSL, even though it wasn't in the league, which is funny because he still doesn't count towards our cap number, which is great. So RSL are incentivized not really to play him. So <laughs> stay healthy, Zach. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that you know plays into it as well. But I think now, uh, in, unless Brant had something else there about the game matchup, something. Nope. Any anybody nope. inspire you by their play in the game? It was nice to see Farnsworth come in. That was cool. He's had some horrible injury luck the last few years, and. Uh, they said he's a very much a left-footed center back, which is nice to have. Those left-footers are hard to come by for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, he he's a uh, he looked like a nice prospect. He had a had a chance. Kai, uh, uh, who looked great, had a nice little pass to him at the top of the box on his first touch, and uh, <laughs> and he didn't shoot it. And, and I was like, shoot, shoot the ball, dude. Yeah, I used that voice. I know I don't use it very often, but. When you get into the box and you don't let it rip, when somebody lays you you off the ball. You need that tone to travel, you know. Like a turkey, you know what I mean? People can get turkeys miles away. Yeah, It's it's tough to get a read. Thanks for pulling that out. (laughs) It's 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 totally natural, too, just so you know. I'm sorry I missed what you guys were talking about. I don't fake that at all. That's awesome. Are you done? Are you two done? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I almost forgot what I was going to say. It's tough to get a read on players in games like this. It's more of an exhibition. And also, like we said, with the ridiculous red card in an exhibition Is like it that. really that ridiculous, or are you just overreacting? I think Both. we need I to think, have a conversation I think here. the ref overreacted. I think the ref overreacted. But also, if it, was oh. a, if, if it was another game against a different team, are we really getting that upset about it? Well, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, that was almost to his face. Like That it's should hard. definitely be a red card. It's hard to argue that that shouldn't be a red card, right? Because the laws of the game, dangerous play, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my it's, point it's is endangering that, the safety of your opponent. And yeah. if you think it's gone to the point of endangering the safety of your opponent by kicking that high, you don't. It doesn't. You don't have to get him in the face. You, that's you what can, I was saying You can too, totally I mean, miss that. that and was, it can still. Do you know what kind of a dumb thing to do? Well, do you know when they don't? When they won't call that? When in exhibition in, games. In MLS Cup. In the final. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure not then. They're not calling that in the final. Yeah, just ask Aurelian Colin if he yeah. if they call that in the finals. I noticed the difference, though. Tori Penso, she would have call called it. Is that what, you know yeah. what I mean? Because she's the only one with no balls but has balls. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. Put her on the center of the field. Doesn't matter what the crowd's chanting. She's she's by the book. She's yeah. ready to go. There we should our keep PG, track. Our PG thirteen rating just yeah. got a plus to it. <laughs> we, we we should keep track of all the high boots that don't get called. I think we should too, and then we can change our our, our way of thinking. And I, then I will apologize and say so, I'm sorry. That way we're not biased. It was I feel we're a little biased. I feel we're a little biased on this podcast. We, we, like we should just be the MLS or? random fan. I think <laughs> that's what we should be. Not the RSL random. Well, I think fan. we try to be fair. Uh, I, I, think, I don't. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I think there's a balance. Yeah, I mean, the past- I really don't try to be fair. I try to be biased towards Real Salt Lake, like a crazy fan. Sorry. Yeah, Tyler is the resident homer. Yeah, uh, Bren's a little fair. more. I'm uh, neutral. I'm neutral. Neutral, and I'm a little less. 
uh, neutral and a little less Homer than. So I'm right in the middle. Yeah, you're right in the middle. So we got a spectrum on this show. But I totally get. I, I totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on the spectrum. But I'm totally. <laughs> I totally get why that wasn't. Um, that why it was a red card. But I think. 80% of the time, it's not called. Especially no, it's more, it's more leaning towards to a yellow. Um, I think that's also, if, you're, if your, center, uh, your center ref is going to the AR, and that AR did not look very confident. So it was kind of just like one of those, like... I think if, Justin Miram didn't say much to her before the game, and she was yeah, mad. He wasn't nice. Well, no, also, too, so <laughs> the thing is, is, like, the fact that she probably thought it was going to be in the face, but... The VAR can only do clear and obvious, and that's that's a weird area. You can't say, oh, yeah, he missed, your, missed his face, but his foot was up by his face and close to it, so it's like... Well, if, I think if, if they had gone to VAR... No, that's the thing. Like, it was checked. If it... That's what they were... When they were t- chatting on the side, she was... Had her hand to her ear or whatever, but the thing is, is if his foot never got past the shoulder and then hit him, that's that's a yellow. Hundred yeah, percent. But his sure. foot went up and missed his face, and then hit him in the shoulder. So I think that's why there's no clear and obvious. Well, they shouldn't yeah, get to do it again. Splitting hairs. It's an exhibition. Let it play on. Well, they should. Let you know what it should be. Miriam should get to do it again it and just be, kick him in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> it should be if you if you if you if you roll back and forth minimum seven to eight times, then you should just automatically get a sub out. Because I mean, if you can yeah, roll you that go. much, you are way too hurt. You need to go. Yeah. Or if you're rolling over, oh then, yeah, then you know, then it's an automatic. Yeah, he he rolled tagging. so far they had to go get him out of the the team well, store. <laughs> he, he he was trying to he was trying to say hi to Neymar, and Neymar was still rolling from that World Cup few right. years ago. Well, so. He got clocked on the. Subway. So for a game we barely watched, we sure have a lot of opinions about it. Right. Good game. Yeah, good it was, game. It was cool to see all the uh, players. But the real reason we got together this morning to discuss. Eyes uh, the rest of the season. There's still a fair amount of soccer to be played, and there's <laughs> some scenarios in which RSL can still make the playoffs. Uh, there's a U.S. men's national team game tonight. Seattle plays uh, Cincinnati, which has playoff implications tonight. If Cincinnati can get a uh, for both point teams. on the road or any point at all, then Seattle's out of the playoffs. Well, it's nice, too, because Cincinnati needs points. They need to win. They are in sixth in the East, but they have 45 points, and they're only three points up on Inter-Miami and Columbus. And Columbus is the one that looks like they're fighting to get into the playoffs, although uh, Atlanta United is at 40 and still has a chance. Right. Yeah, the East is almost fully decided. Uh, Brand Miami holding on to that last spot right now. But... uh, but could get overtaken, but they have the tiebreaker, I think, on wins, right? I think they have 12 wins. So, yeah, unless Atlanta wins them both and Miami drops them both, which, you know, we've seen stuff like that happen before. <laughs> and Columbus only has nine wins, so that they Yikes. have they have to so many ties. have more points than anybody else. Well, they came here and got a tie. Everybody comes altitude. here and gets something. It's like a lately, right? A parting gift. You oh, get three points. points. You get. <laughs> We're the slut of the league. <laughs> We're just giving it out left and right. Oh, oh boy. So. Anyway, so yeah, Seattle and Kansas and Cincinnati uh, tonight on Fox 13 Plus and Star 64. If you're in Seattle or 
or uh, not Cincinnati. The, not, not KSL? <laughs> no. It's not on KSL? <laughs> no, nothing's on KSL. Oh, cool. Then you can Ever. actually watch it. Anyway, there's two games left to be played. Anyway, it's in Seattle. So you would assume Seattle would start playing like Seattle and make the playoffs. But if they don't, I think it would be hilarious. I think that would be great. Yeah, I'm not cheering for their demise. I'm just passively watching. And when they do, I will laugh. And when Garth comes back as a partial owner and president of Real Salt Lake. Yeah, come on back. Come he on, doesn't Garth. have to be president. He can be, you know. King? He can be king of Real Salt Lake? Yeah, king. Give him the title that makes him feel happy, you know? You know, once they're gone, they're gone, you know? No, bring him back. It's like an ex-girlfriend. Do you really want that back? I think he won the general manager of the world soccer. Oh, yeah? He just won an award. That was like... (laughs) No, seriously. They made it up for him, and then they called it the Garth Lagerway Award after. He did just win the executive um, of the year. Special MLS guy of the year that didn't play... I mean, he... In fairness, Garth did play. He was a, a goalkeeper. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah. He so played he for Dallas. So he had to think about all of his general manager needs. Right. He got yeah. traded around the league a few times. He, yeah. Did he play with Kyle or was he... Uh, yeah. He played Miami. I think he played with Jason in Dallas, but I can't Yeah, remember. see, Garth Lagerway wins World Football Summit Best Executive Award. World Football Summit. Okay, so the World Football Summit. So hey, that's, that's you not, know what we that's should do? Europe, right? <laughs> we that's, should make up a better name and start our own summit. We should. Yeah. Best RSL Podcast Award summit. goes to... Best RSL, <gasps> RSL Podcast RSL Ren Trio. What? what? <laughs> Two monkeys and a little bit I, of hair. Two, <laughs> we give ourselves awards because nobody else is doing it. I had no idea. Yeah. This, this comes as such a surprise. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like to thank the summit... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything prepared. Oh wait, here's my notes. <laughs> here's my notes. Okay. Okay. So, I think absolutely no one, because <laughs> I did it all myself. <laughs> so okay, can we get to the whole reason why we have a podcast at this moment? Yeah. yeah. So Canada uh, plays Uruguay tonight. That's not why. That is not why, dude. Oh my gosh. We play Side Saudi, note. USA Side plays note. Saudi Arabia. All right, all right, all right. So, so House of Dragons. Have you seen it? <laughs> you should finish Game of Thrones first, because then you get a little confused. Okay, I don't know just anything kidding. about that, oh, but sorry. I hear it's just, coming. Just House playing. of Dragons. I hate dragons. Okay, just so such a waste. No, I'm just kidding. Why is no one in the league a dragon? <laughs> and yet Wales is a dragon? I don't know. Anyway, so Real has to travel to Dignity Health Sports Park. Which is a mouthful to say. What is that? Like Why a, don't we call it the Home Depot Center anymore? What is that like a physical therapy place? You would think so, but it's the stadium that they play in. What's where? What's in L.A. It, it used to be called the Home Depot Center. Then they changed it to. Oh, too it, many, too many dads are getting confused. Or? They're like, "Where's the plywood? <laughs> There's no two by fours in here." Honey, did you put the directions in? I don't know. I, I don't see any nails for sale. Well, That's honey, horrible. ask for some directions. I I know where I'm going. Every time you go to Home Depot, it takes you three hours. <laughs> it's because you, you, you have too much ego and you can't ask for help. And uh, I went there and there is no free scarf section. <laughs> okay. So, LA, Galaxy, Real Salt Lake, 8.30 p.m., uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. October 1st? October 1st, That's correct. Like a month away. It feels like it, but it's And people only are getting mad at our name of our field? America First Field. And I mean, they got like dignity, health, psoriasis, and recovery. 
what is it called? There, there's some bad ones out there. There's yeah. you know dignity, dignity. Sounds like a yeah. It's like a retirement community. That's what it is. <laughs> that's really what it is. It's sponsored by the retirement community. Oh, and I get it because that's why they park. always get all those um, washed up. Uh, I was gonna say players. You, Premier League players. It, it, yeah, but it, they and really you get are. a golf cart and that, you, you get, get a golf, golf cart, cart and. <laughs> That's what Dignity Health does, though. They do, they do old Oh, folks I was homes. sponsored by them. Yeah, Medicare. That's, a, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Medicare. Dignity yep. Health. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a, uh-huh. I was able to sell them. There okay. you go. Yeah. So we thought with uh, two games left and the season nearly over, or because then on Decision Day we play Portland. Portland at home. At yep. home on Sunday. On Sunday. Which is always a cringe for like half of the valley. Like, should I go? Ah, I don't know. It's a three. So church is over, but like, so, ah. So yes, we should I go or should I, I stay? Oh, so, so we have season tickets. My wife and I, we have two season tickets, and so it, it is Sunday, and we're like, oh, we can't go. It's it's Sunday, so uh, we have. Uh, a couple of well, a bunch of heathen children, and so we gave our <laughs> a bunch of heathen children. <laughs> so we gave our our two tickets to oh. our youngest son and his girlfriend. They were going to go, and then uh, my oldest son, <laughs> heathen son, he calls me up and he says, "Hey, what are you doing? You want to tell the story?" <laughs> yeah. So um, the Hundred Lions Club that um, I got to go to, uh, the guy um, I teach his son tennis. Yeah. And uh, he offered me to um, some tickets because they're going to be going to Cal- uh, Hawaii again. Well, yeah, um, when you're in do. Hawaii, you can't go to the game and yeah, really participate cool. in the. So he's Lions offering uh, to that I go represent his company and yeah. go do that. And I had an extra tickets, so I called him up last night and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, um, are you going to the t- uh, Portland Timbers game?" And he goes, "No, no, it's a Sunday." And I was like, "Oh, well, what if I told you you could be in the Hundred Lions Club?" Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, and then I hear him put it on speaker. And then I hear my mom, Alicia, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, it's like, explain to me what's going on. How do you, what, what happens? And then, it was like a soft pitch. And so, so, yeah, we're going to go. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, hey, no judgment. No judgment. All, judgment. all I'm saying is half the valley, like, gets all squeamish about it. Whether you decide to go to the game or not, well, no, no judgment on my part. My daughter did call me up and say, "Hey, we're getting tickets to the game, right?" And I said, "Don't tempt me further." Hey, you can always say, you know, you're spending time with family. Yeah, and that's what whatever. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, my ox is in the mire in the hundred lions club. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you better go get it. Go get your yeah, ox so out of the mire. There you go. Uh, I'll be home with my four year old. It was wife approved. So. <laughs> so yeah, two games left, and we were thinking with the way that RSL has been tanking, not or tanking, not tanking, falling or losing crashing, an identity, stumbling, Ooh. stumbling, losing, identity. losing their religion, losing your identity. How's that song go? Losing their religion. Yeah. Oh, I think there's remember one. that song. He R-E-M. just sang it. Oh Rem. yeah, that's really old. It's way before your time. It was like totally my high school years. Really? That's me in the corner. 
Sounds like the guy's crying the whole song. That's Miriam in the spotlight. Is that how that goes? Yeah. yeah I, I know that song, but we don't people need to sing it. Oh, that's the thing. So this is where, this is where they're like, hey, it. that was a good podcast. Then they change it. Then they're like, oh, I heard him yeah, sing. So we'll, we'll, we'll edit that part so out. So the question was, what would you do if you were the coach or the general manager? What would you do the last two games of the season if you were in charge? It's up to you to just, you're going to bring, you're going to make the changes. You're you're taking Real Salt Lake to the playoffs. And so since this is not an interactive podcast and we can't hear from you yet, we'll just hear from you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. But or you can come to my club. Boom, 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 get a tennis lesson. I'll yeah. talk to you all about it. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. Oh my cup. Yeah. In the club, the homies. All right, so we're going to start off with Brennan taking us through his WWBD. What would Brennan do? <laughs> so his lineup of Real uh, Salt Lake versus LA Galaxy. Yep, against the Chicharito squad. So my lineup is pretty simple. Uh, I got my back line: Herrera, Silva, Glad, and Oviedo. Sorry, Brody. Bro, You're going with take four a seat, bro. Sorry, bro. Take a seat, bro. So that's four in the back. Um, and then I'm doing a modified 4-3-3, um, so it sometimes can look like a 4-1-2-1-2, um, but really we're just looking for a diamond package here, so that way we can be a little bit more orchestrative um, in the center center of the field. So my my midline is going to be Loffelson up the left, Ruiz in the center, and then Ojeda on the right. And sure you want to do that? Because oh, 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 never mind. Never mind. I'll let you finish. Sorry. Ojeda? Ojeda on the right? Actually left, right? We're going to let you finish your whole lineup before we... Okay. I was mistaking Oviedo and Oviedo. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Thank Brian, you. Brian, subs for Brian. Brian, subs for Brian. Um, and then Brian. my upper upper three is going to be Julio on the left, Sava in the center, and Cordova on the right. And uh, the reason why I want to do this is Ruiz is generally a CDM, so a central defensive midfielder, and he likes to orchestrate a little bit. He likes to be on the ball and look upfield, which is really awesome. Um Loffelson on the left side with Julio. Um, I've seen them work together. There was an awesome goal where they fed the ball to Loffelson on, on a breakaway and led to Loffelson's, I think it was his first goal with us. So I like the speed plus Oviedo being a little bit chunkier. He's not fully fit. Um, Loffelson's going to be able to help recover. So um, when Did Oviedo. Did you just say chunky? Yeah, he's a little chunkier. <laughs> you know, he's been, eat- he's been eating some. Uh, some Claire's. Claire's. <laughs> He's getting ready for the World Cup, bro. He's like a prime athlete. You, okay, he feels chunky. Carry on. Oh, I'm that, sorry. He does not look fit. Man, you guys should have seen that look. That was. Woo. Yeah, he did not. Carry look. on with chunky. Thank you. So I got <laughs> speed on the left mainly. So I got Julio Lafelson and then Chunky Man Oviedo in the back. Um, so that way, that way, if Oviedo does get caught off, um, you know. Coming forward, gets get, yeah. get caught back. Uh, Loffles can use his uh, speed to get back. Um, and then on the right side, Ojeda and Cordova. I think Ojeda's quality can uh, benefit Cordova's uh, thinking. He's a, I think that would be a really good pairing. Plus, Herrera is going to be able to play the right side and change the field up. So that way, Loffles and Julio can get some breaks in. So that way, Herrera can use his big right foot to uh, make th- some things go in. And then Sava in the center in the upper half, so that way um, he can orchestrate, get some space, because uh, with Cordova and Julio pressing forward, Sava can play a little bit farther back, so he can orchestrate a little bit better, have some room to breathe. And then also, 
it offers the opportunity for Ruiz and Sava to work together a little bit, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, that's what I would go with. It's never going to happen. So that's all for fun and dandy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would say would be something that I would like. The see. only thing you did not mention. That's only ten players. McMath. Oh yeah, sorry. You're gonna play a keeper or not in this game? <laughs> well, that's an. Ass- oh, I was just assuming. Oh okay. So I mean, are we gonna put Gomez in? No. Are we gonna put Beavers in? What about Deucenup? Deucenup. I don't even know how to say his name right. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna put McMath in there. Okay, good. I figured as much. It's like going to church and saying Jesus isn't real. You know, it's just expected. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Brent. All right. For mine. I'm going to have a goalie. I'm going to start with a goalie. <laughs> McMath. Oh, okay, good. Can you start with the hairline? <laughs> what about Loffelson at keeper? Um, that only depends on if uh, McMath kicks somebody in the face. face. <laughs> in the face. <laughs> kick him in the face? What only happens if they kick him in the face. If it's kicking in the face, then it's no big, big, big deal. I had a lot of face, but McMath kicked it right out so of me. Anyways, guys, so I'll, put, I'll put him in somebody else in goalie. McMath kicks somebody in the face. There you go. So McMath and goal. I'm going to go with three in the back. Okay. What? Yeah. That's incredible. Could it be a 3-5-2? Something. So this is my thought process. You got Silva, Glad, and Herrera. Your best three defenders, right? What? But Brody has earned his spot. Brody. You can't argue until he's done. Oh, man. He interrupted. I interrupted him once. Okay, hold on. Let me write this in big letters. Carry on, Brian. Question. Brody makes the bench. Carry on. So, Silva Glad Herrera in the back. And right in front of them, I'm going to park Ojeda. I really like Ojeda. I think he's a he's going to go back and forth. And I want him to be that uh, Kyle Beckerman type right in front of the back three and to help out the two on the wings. I'm going to have Oviedo on the left, right? I want someone that with World Cup experience playing some defense and going forward just a little bit. I don't expect OVA to go forward, so he, but he can play a little bit forward. On the right, Miram. I went back and forth between Jasper and Miram, but I just think that you got to get goals. You have to be creative. And for all the good things Loffelson's done, he's just not that creative. Um, he does have that Brody turn left, go forward kind of deal. But So Miram. Shake. And then I'm going to have Luna in front of those guys. Because you need that creativity. And on the left, Julio. On the right, Sava. And up top, Cordova. Hmm. So that's who I'm. So, what's your to. formation? Be more like a, be a 3 5 2, but I would have Oviedo not going forward a bunch. So, we would like kind of play back. And then Ojeda in the middle. And Miram a little bit more freedom because he has Herrera in back of him and Sava. I think Miram uh, up to Sava would be really good. Oh, so you're thinking more of a three four three, kind of like with a higher number nine. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I don't nice. know. Three three one two one. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're trying. It looks like you're playing a diamond right here with the a little bit in the center and Luna just in front of him. But I do want to see Luna in the middle, and um, and I think with Ojeda in back of him, he has that whole area to really be creative. And Miram can tend to get forward, and Herrera is going to be able to cover Miram. And I don't expect Oviedo to get too forward. I wouldn't want him to get what, too he's, forward. He's in top physical form, though. Why, why wouldn't he be able to run back and forth? <laughs> 
He's a World Cup qualifying <laughs> player. Well, I do know that, but I think that uh, you got Julio in front of him. Why would we need speed when Oviedo is so fit? Because Julio, he's gonna Oviedo is gonna play Julio on. Oh, gotcha. Because he has the talent to do that. That's true. So that would be mine. So McMath, Silva, Glad, Herrera, Ojeda, uh, Oviedo on the left, Miriam on the right, Luna in front of them, Sava on the right, Julio on the left, Cordova up top. Nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mine's only slightly modified from that. I end up at a 4-3-3 as well. McMath in the goal, across the back. Brody, of course. My boy holding down the left side, getting his squirrel runs in as he Sneaks forward. And, and where is Beezer going to play since we are interrupting? Beez is on the bench. He's what? Like, he comes in to kill the game off when we're up 3-0. And then... Uh, Next year. Brody or er, Silva. <laughs> maybe. Silva, Glad, and Herrera cross the back. Then I get defensive in midfield. I go with center Ojeda. And I put Ruiz with that sweet cultured left foot on the left side of midfield. And Loffelson on the right side of midfield. Mm. Then up top, I go with the guys who have the best results for the year, which is Sergio Cordova at the point, the number nine, if you will, center forward, Savarino on the right, Miram on the left. Pretty simple and straightforward, but that's just based on results. Cordova has eight goals, Savarino has six goals, Miram has three goals, but six assists as well. And Sava has four assists. So just try to score goals. Like, we have not done a good job of scoring goals over the last, I don't know, 18 games or whatever. And I've heard that games goals change games. Yeah, like the one where we did the teddy bear toss, right? That one we scored in, like, the fifth minute or something. And it just made life easier for us. That's what I'm hoping for. We go to dignity, health, sports, fitness, Retirement League Park, and uh, we win. That's that's what I'm going for right there. So much hustle and grit in the midfield. And then you bring on a guy like Luna for me after, you know, somebody gets tired or somebody picks up a yellow or something like that around the 60th or 70th minute. Um, I like Luna, but for me it's about connectivity. And I think Miram, Savarino, and Cordova up top just has better connectivity than any other trio. And then Ojeda, Ruiz, and Loffelson in the midfield just have so much grit and hustle that they they get the job done that way. Mm-hmm. And Gladden Silva in the center of defense, they they shut down DPs. They're DP shutter doubters. I think that's the official title. And and so for me, that's you know and. You, there is a guy I park on the bench and probably don't use, and he's from Cuba, and his name is Michael Chang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of us started Chang. What, a, what even, a surprise. I didn't even think of Chang. But, no, oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. But you watch Chang will be starting. And there. so I wanted to take just a sec and talk about crosses, if that's okay. It's one of the things we've kind of gotten on Real Salt Lake for is the random, just lofted in, hopeful cross, right? We do this a lot as a team. However, the league, they count a, a diagonal through ball as a cross as well. So, so anything that goes across the park is correct, is considered a cross. So when Herrera switches fields, 
from the back to the forward, if it they, they count that as a cross. So we do have a lot of crosses because we love to switch the point of attack, which is great. However, if you go back and think of the times when crosses should have come in and when they should not have come in, um, think of that time when Rubio Rubin had the ball and he was like, I'm going to run straight up the field. And Herrera was overlapping and he didn't play him early, right? That if he would have and Herrera one touches it back across, that's what we're trying to do as RSL, I think. I think that's what we're trying to do. Get those early balls in behind and then get on the end of them. We've scored some goals that way. We rarely score goals when we kick the ball out, hope Herrera can get around whoever, loft a ball in, get a weak header on it, and beat the keeper. Like That's not our game. But I think we're trying to play the other way. We just fall back into that way. Does that make sense? Well, I think that's also that's that's left over from a previous style of play that we've were used to. You know that, what I'm saying? That requires Demir Krylock. To well, be not just Demir Krylock. Well, we've seen that Julio has the ability to do that. So, like, if we were to actually say, "Hey, this is our this is our identity," we need to put Cordova and Julio in starting right because that's those are going to be the guys that can get elevation or have the height to get the ball in. Cordova is not super strong in the air though, and I mean, I think the only one that can generate some pace was Julio. You know, he gets the elevation, and then also he can direct it. Yeah. but And Glad, for as tall as he is, is not good in the air. No, he's not. No. And, I mean, he's got a good directional header, for the most part, when he gets a little bit lower. Right. Which has brought out the dance, which is fantastic. Uh-huh. That's, like, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> like, I want him to score one more time, because that's, like, the best dance ever. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. I think I think that's our our Achilles heel with this team is like we have all this skill but we do not have like a hey this is what we're going to do plan you know what I mean like it's 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 Are you all saying we need a tactical genius? No. Oh. Definitely no. No. <laughs> what I find interesting and I am not a stats guy or a tactical, tactical genius. Guy, tactical genius, <laughs> just a guy that watches a ton of sports, ton of well ton of soccer. Yeah. And just looking at the eye test, watching RSL, the times they are more dangerous, it feels like during the games, is when they possess the ball for a few minutes and try and get the ball forward on the ground. The through balls on the ground are the ones that uh, when you're trying to find – Cordova does a better job when that, that ball comes to him at his feet. Julio does a better job when that ball comes to him at his feet. Sava does a better job. So – it's really interesting when they play a little more possession style, possess the ball, move forward together. They seem to be a bit more dangerous than just kind of lofting it forward. Yeah, so. to me, Severino can play either way. He can play sure. both, but I don't think the rest of the team is as strong. And honestly, we haven't had good counterattacks for months. Right, like well, we're, we're, the, our formations aren't set up for good counterattacks. Yeah, because if we, if we do a three-five-two, we have to be more orchestrated in the back. We don't we don't do um, counterattacks. No, but if we switch to a four-three-three, guess who's already up there? We have three to four mainly, right? So if we have three guys playing high, generally the most the most formations in MLS have a four-man back line, and so generally when they're attacking forward, there's only about two guys realistically still parking the bus in the back the two wings are moving forward so if we keep our three guys high we have a stronger counter attack but we don't play that we play with only two up front 
And most of the time they're way back because we're trying to be as defensive minded as possible. Yeah, and and that's kind of where Severino plays is that withdrawn forward. Yeah. And then he's only got one guy forward ahead of him instead of multiple guys. And and I think that that's where both Sava and Miram can lead breaks. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen in the past. We just aren't seeing it very much. Mir- Miram's surprising, though. Because, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of pace, but he's very smart. He can he's hold the ball. Smart. He's yeah. very smart with the ball. Yep. yep. But that's, he- why, that's why I feel like Julio is way more beneficial doing 75 minutes right off the bat than only doing 20 at the end. I mean, that's where, you know, we can use him more. That's where speed comes into advantage, not just lofting a ball over the back line. And with the way they've been playing defense against us, they haven't even felt other teams don't seem like they respect our, our nope. front line. So no. they compress the midfield. They play a higher line. Am I saying that right? So their defenders are closer to our players, and we have less space to move. Yeah, and it, that makes it so it's a little harder to get our guys forward. And so we end up <laughs> lofting more balls than maybe we, we should be. And also, too, the one thing that uh, I always find interesting is we very rarely get to the end line. Right, and he, when other teams seem to get to the end line, you seem to be a lot more dangerous, right? Because then you're passing in the ball back into the box into dangerous positions, whereas we seem to like park right in front of the 18, right outside the box, and go around and around and around, and trying to make that perfect pass, and we're trying to pass the ball into the goal. Yeah, cutback cutbacks are rough because, <clears throat> excuse me, as a center back, you see the ball come in and you're like. Okay, well, that's not to my guy. And now you got to make the decision. Am I going to come off this guy I'm marking and go towards the ball to give up, to try to block the shot I think this guy's taking? Or do I stay on Chicharito or Dreyusi or one of these guys, <laughs> Honey Mukhtar, one of these guys who are double-digit scorers in the league? Do I come off of them or do I let this guy... Shuffleberg or whoever hit this shot from out here that is less likely to go in. So you got to play the odds in like a split second. And that for us has not gone well historically, but we need to put that on other teams. You know, if we're getting goals from all over the place, you know, eight here, six there, three there, three there, three there, three there. Two there, two there, two there, two there, two there, two there, one, one, one. That's our scoring for the year, right? That's how it's spread out. Uh, (laughs) If that's how our goals are coming, then get to the end line, spray it back. Let's see what happens, right? Like, but we're we're not as dangerous as we want to be. Well, I just I don't think we're playing to our full potential. Like, um, we sit a lot of good players down. And I feel like those are the guys that can change the game. So I feel like Beasler needs to start. So, <laughs> you know, Nick would go well in center. You know, you guys are laughing, but I'm not. The only th- the only person I think has less of a chance of starting this game is Chris Garcia, and that's because he's on loan. But um, I think Bees makes the bench because he's a pro. No man, man. no he's man. a pro's pro. See, I, I think what they need though. You know how they have those chairs Scott on the bench? Caldwell? Those oh. like nice comfy chairs that you can sit in? Oh, yeah. They need to put one behind it okay. where Nick sits. Yeah. And then just have it say, you know. Bees. Not Bees. Your oh. name. Your name. My name. Sir Thomas. 
What? Sir Thomas, water boy for Nick Beasler. Oh, okay. And then you just give him a nice, <laughs> good <laughs> trap massage. You know, get those, oh, get yeah, those yeah. traps massage. Get them loose. Get them ready. You got to be ready. You're get, going in. <clears throat> you know, get a sweat towel going. Interesting, know. interesting. Killing him, killing him. Yeah. Um, you know, some lemon water because we know he loves lemon water. He doesn't like just that straight tap water that or Gatorade. You know what I mean? You got to do a fresh squeeze lemon, maybe some grapefruit if he's feeling real frisky. Gatorade's better than water. That's what I. That's what Water Boy taught me. Oh really? No, that's water what they water sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. H two O, high quality H two O. Anyway, I think it. I think what we need. I, I figured it out. We have a better record. With one player in the lineup than any other player. Do you know who that player is? Um, give me some a second to think about it. Um, uh, McMath. No. Um, <laughs> He's played every minute of every game. <laughs> Can't be him. Uh, Miram. His name is synonymous with an underground root vegetable. Now you're just... Taters. Taters, oh. <laughs> precious. Tate Schmidt. Yeah, we have a... Wait, but if you think about when he was playing, we were having those miracle comebacks and the, you know, game in New England and the and the, then we did get thumped a game or two. And we, then he played himself right out of the lineup. He did play himself <laughs> out of the lineup. However, we have an amazing um, record with him. Record with with Tate in the lineup. Mm. So bring him in for good luck and sit him on the bench. He's our rabbit's foot. Oh yeah. Better than Kappelhoff, I guess. That's been the that's the reason why. Yeah, that, that would have been the key to the uh, <laughs> the entire season to have Tate on the bench. Yeah, well, I mean, th- so they could rub his head before they went in the game. I mean, that's the point, right? Like we have some weird things that have happened this year, and when our team got better, our results got worse, and that's just strange. It really is. Like we're playing a we're <sighs> punching above our weight, and all of a sudden we're we're not. We get better players in, and we're doing worse. Well, do we want to talk about that? I mean, we've talked about who we would, how we would approach the the next game. I think you want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, talk I, about pop music. Talk about that's for your generation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know the name of the band? Oh, I'm not good with names of bands. Uh, M. M. Yep, just letter M. That's oh, the name nice. of the band. Nice. Didn't know that either. It's okay. He'll school you on all things random. <laughs> Sweet. <coughs> Let's talk about metal Excuse next. Excuse me. Metal or just hair bands? Oh, <laughs> I was like, like Iron. <laughs> yeah, Iron Maiden. Sure. Iron Let's Maiden. talk about that. <laughs> I went through a Motorhead phase. I know Metallica, you know. So, uh, to your question, what happened? I think Pablo happened. Really? Yeah, I had an epiphany. Okay. Let's hear it. I you was shouldn't watching. be hanging out with Epiphany's bro. I was. <laughs> she's really as long sweet. As you have them. <laughs> she's really sweet. My wife's okay with it. <laughs> she's from. She's she's from Provo. I'll pass. She's from Provo. Her name's Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany, <laughs> and it's spelled P seven Q four X nine, and the print symbol Epiphany. <laughs> and her brother Epinephrine. <laughs> so what was your Epiphany? <laughs> so. Um, um, like Ephraim <laughs> Epinephrine <laughs> so I'm I'm watching the the oh boy so <laughs> the Crawley Town game on Saturday oh yeah we'll, we'll do a little do. Crawley we'll do a little, we'll do a little come on Crawley oh, update kicking the guts anyway go ahead so yeah they lost uh, four to one Doncaster away 
Can't even to say the name of the team that beat them. Doncaster Rovers, who have a wonderful crest. Doncaster has a very cool. They have a look, what? Crest. Oh, I think so. Emblem. <laughs> they said breast. I was like, what? And, Sorry. Yes. Uh, they have a cool logo. It was one-to-one at half, and then they proceed to... Just gets blitzed in the in the second half, and they've got the new coach Kevin Betsy, and I'm thinking, you know what, this dude doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and I think they have another home game, uh, obviously, but their next home game, I'm thinking, if Kevin doesn't do well, he might be gone. Uh, if the owners weren't American, because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the Americans, we tend to. Hold on to things just a little, especially in coaching. Like the Steelers head coach? Well, he, Tom was doing well. He but, yeah, <clears throat> well, yeah. You don't know the history of that, I guess. Win a Super Bowl. Well, the Steelers only have only had like three head coaches. Chuck Knoll. That's the thing. They don't They don't give up on their coaches is what I was getting Right. At. They hire really well, and then they stick with the system because that plays all the way down to the players. Like if I play well and I'm consistent and the coach has my back, and we're not going to turn this all over. If we don't have a good season, we're going to give it a couple seasons. And I think we should have the same approach. I don't know that we have had the same approach, especially. But here's the reason. Lately. But yeah, go ahead. My the point was the reason they do that is because of promotion and relegation. I believe there isn't a lot of time. You either have to figure it out, or well, they find somebody else. Like Rob Edwards. You guys know him, right? Never met him. Never met him. He was the head coach of the Forest Green Rovers. Last year, they tore up League Two. Got promoted. Won League Two, got promoted. He gets, uh, he, right before the season ends, he leaves because he gets picked up by Watford. Right. Mm-hmm. So he ends up in the championship because Watford got relegated. Ten games in, Rob Edwards is looking for a job, even though they were intense in the championship. Wow. And so they fired him, let him go. They tend to turn over coaches a little bit more in England, in the EFL. Yeah, what were we, five games in where the first coach got sacked? Four. Four. Four games in the first uh, yeah. the coach got sacked. Well, that's not working. <clears throat> so what? Small sample I size. Was, I was watching it, and I'm thinking, yeah, Kevin Betsy, because the Americans are owning own the team now. They might hold on to him a little bit longer. They're going to hold on to him. Um, Especially if you're not getting relegated. They'll probably just be like, yeah, don't worry, next year. But we are, there's, uh, we are one spot above the relegation zone in Crawley. Ooh. Yeah, there's 24 teams, and we're currently sitting at uh, 22. 22nd. Yeah, so not good. Not good, but we'll see how they do at home the next game. I expect them to come out fired up, and who knows, maybe they'll turn things around. Yeah, But watching Pablo, if... Yeah, tie it back. Tie it back. I think if this was the Premier League or English Football League or if Major League Soccer had promotion relegation and RSL was... Uh, fighting for their lives for promotion or relegation and not just the playoffs, I think Pablo would be gone. And for me personally, watching his, uh, how he coaches, I think he's a great motivator, but he's not much of a tactician, not much of a tactical genius. And so you need to be a little bit of both. There's some great coaches that know all the X's and O's but have no idea how to get players, how to play. Well, you got us to think too, it's not just him. You know what I mean? He's not... All of it, you know, there's an assistant coach that should be more tactical, right? Especially if your head coach is more motivational, you need to have a very tactical second coach. 
somebody that can pay attention to the players strengths and weaknesses and make an organized plan and then pablo does have knowledge you know what i mean like he's sure He's got the knowledge. Um, but Played in a couple World Cups himself. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he understands what it's like to be on the pitch. But, yeah, I think I think he's doing a good job, especially with all the changing that we have. But he needs to, he needs to take a risk, I think. Because right so, now he's playing too safe. That's why we keep seeing this. We saw 4-4-2 for a little bit, and then all of a sudden that 3-5-2 came back up. And it's like, he's like, okay, it's not working, but I don't want to take another chance. Let's go back to what has worked in the past for me. And I think that's his thing is he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go out on a limb. You know what I mean? He's chasing results, which we all are. Um, But that's, that's the hard part about being a manager in, in a coach in, in any league, you, you put, you want to put people in position to succeed. Now, whether they take that, and succeed, that's different. You so, put them in the position to succeed, and then they don't succeed, you look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, so have, it's all about trust, and, and you're trusting in your team. And so we have two games left, and all this could be for naught because RSL could go out. Pablo could lead them to two glorious victories, and Real Salt Lake is in the playoffs again. <clears throat> or what I'm expecting, uh, honestly, if we were to – Predict the next two uh, games. Uh, do you hear this negative Nelly talk yes, coming in? Yes, it's negative. So I don't let, expect. Let's do it. Let's, let's predict do, the next game. Let's predict yeah, it. Let's hear it. Uh, I, um, if you're asking me right now, I think RSL loses both games. What's the score against LA Galaxy? Three to one, LA. Mm. Two and, to one. And Portland. then are we eliminated at that point? I think we might be eliminated. If yeah, because there's um, was it Vancouver no. or somebody? If I think if we lose to LA, uh huh, and I think if Portland also loses because they play LAFC, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then that final game will be who decides to take seventh place would be uh, yeah rather decisive. Yeah, and so Minnesota plays San Jose, so they'll probably win since San Jose's in tank mode trying to get the first college round draft pick, which never amounts to anything. Um and then San Jose ends the season with um oh, Seattle, yeah. So Seattle might make it too, except they play Kansas City who's actually been playing Fairly well, despite the fact that they're out of the playoffs. Too. Yeah, Seattle has to win three in a row. They have to win all three games, get nine points. Um, and then they sit on 47, and they'll make the playoffs. And hope that other other teams lose. So even if Portland got a tie, what they, where are they at? Yeah, so Portland's sixth. Portland's sixth. They're sitting on, what, 46 points? They're, they're 48 points, right? 48 no, 46. far left. 46. 46. Yeah. Oh. LA is 48. You're looking at goals four. You need to slide to the far left That's where it points. says points. <laughs> yeah. No, if uh, Portland ties LAFC and we lose, then we can't catch them. Yeah, then we can't catch them. So they need to. But LAFC. we still could catch Minnesota if Vancouver and Seattle both lose. <laughs> right? So, so we'd have to have three things go our way at that point. But I do believe if they win, if RSL wins both games, they're in the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty much a done deal, it looks yeah. like. And we're playing teams that are right next to us in the standings. Which, yeah, because that's we're playing L.A. and Portland, so it's really a six-point game. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to 
worry about what other teams are doing. So, yeah, I don't know that. Because um, if we beat L.A., we're on 46 points. They're on 43. We're on 43 right now. And for L.A. are on 46. So if we beat L.A., we're on 46 with L.A. And they have 13 wins. We have 11. So we would have 12 wins and they would have 13. So they would have the tiebreaker. And I think L.A. is going to be motivated because I'm sure if they win, they're in the playoffs, right? They yeah. are for sure. And but then also it's a better it's a better draw. Yep. Yeah. So we're coming in, going into the LA retirement community psoriasis um um LASIK surgery stadium. Dignity. Dignity. Yeah, they have um, some dignity cart, still. Okay. Show some dignity. Golf cart stadium to play against a motivated Galaxy team that has snapped back from the Chicharito fiascos and won a couple of games since Chicharito missed. They looked those they looked pretty scary with San Jose. They looked well organized and threatening. So, but everybody a, does. So excluding I, our team. <laughs> for the even the yeah. last time we played them, we still looked that way, even though we gave up some fun yeah. goals. So for the Pollyanna that I have been for most of the time, I I just don't I just don't see. You don't see the glory. I don't. I you just don't. don't see, I don't see Pablo don't being see able to motivate these guys if they had beat FC Cincinnati and played a better game. We played decent. Or if, we had chances. We put ourselves in good position to do it. But I, I think it's, this team has created so much pressure no. for themselves. I and just they don't, don't play well under pressure. I so, disagree. So my predictions. Yeah. 3-1. 2 3-1, So wow. my prediction is all of this falls on the players. It's no longer Pablo. Pablo is not here to motivate them any longer. It has to be the players that put something together. So if the players don't feel that they have a chance, it's not going to happen. And I think you can't do anything else at this point. There's two games left before the playoffs. It has to be a consensus with the players. So the only thing Pablo can do is probably play the motivated players. So like Justin Miram's going to be one. He's going to be super motivated. Cordova's going to be motivated. Uh, Sava's definitely going to be motiv- motivated. Even Ojeda, because Ojeda's like, I'm on loan. Like, if I don't go to the playoffs, I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's a one and done. So he's going to be there. Ruiz is always, you know, fired up. And then Gladden Silva, of course, and Herrera. I don't know if Brody's really motivated. I don't know. He's always motivated, bro. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. So, like, the only thing Pablo can do is set him up for success for the most part, but put in the motivated players. And it needs to be it needs to be them because we always get shots on goal. We have all these opportunities, but we're always just a little off. You know what I mean? Like Ruiz is so close. He's always like he's on frame, literally on frame, all the time. And it just needs to be something that they need to come together and do overall. But. I think we could get a win over LA. I think we could win 2-1, realistically. Um, especially since, you know, glad on Chicharito. I just I just don't see Chicharito doing anything. The only way Chicharito does something is if they give him space. Because yeah. he's, he's, I mean, when he played for Man U, garbage, man. Garbage. I was watching those highlights again because I was like, yeah, wasn't he on my team for a bit? And like I watched, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why we traded him so fast." Because yeah. he's because <coughs> if you play his style, he's great. But if you don't play to his style, he's no. average or that's it's like it's like a Rubio Rabin. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. Chicharito was James Ramirez before James Ramirez was James Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. I just 
I just see us shutting him down quite a bit. Yeah. But I feel that Ruiz is going to step up and have some opportunity here because I, I feel like he's just knocking on the door. And I think Cordova is going to step up 100%. I have a lot of faith in those two. But So that's what I would think against LA. And then the Portland Timbers game, I feel like if we are coming off of a win, we are going to be very, very tough to play against uh, Portland. And can we break the Portland curse? Is that what you're calling for? The broken? Um, I feel like if we beat LA, we are going to be like, whoa, we could do this. We and, can do anything now. Well, it's it's kind of like it might. So like I always revert it back to like when I would play or like playing like matches in tennis and stuff. We when we would beat a team that always beat us, that next team after we beat the crazy team, there was no chance. Like there was there was a level that we played at where it didn't matter who we played next. Like we knew we were better, and so anything that came up, bring it. We just. We took it to them. Yeah, you so. kind of get that bring it mentality. Yeah, like bring it on. You know those cheerleaders. Yeah. All right. So um, result in L.A. is two uh, one. I think. I think uh, Ruiz is going to get a goal uh, early. Um, I think not Chicharito, but somebody else from L.A. Galaxy is going to get a, a tap in some, of some kind because McMath is going to come off of his line too early. <laughs> Drop a ball. And you know, then Ricky Poosh. Ricky Poosh. Um, and then, realistically, I think Lafelson or Ojeda is going to get a, a goal. So I think it's going to be 2-1. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to call for a 3-0 victory for Real Salt Lake in L.A. Homer. Just going for it. <laughs> Just going big. Going big. We're going to go to L.A. We're going to get three goals, probably in the first half. <laughs> yeah, because then they can sub in Beasler to kill the game. <laughs> Beast comes on at halftime and kills the 38th game. 38th minute. Beasler coming onto the field. <laughs> and then in heartbreaking fashion, we almost lose to Portland. Oh. But at the last second, we score a goal. And the comeback cardiac kids are complete their season with a win over Portland. We squeak into the playoffs with back-to-back wins. And then nobody wants to play us. But we go to, like, Nashville. And we knock in a goal, and we win a first-round game as well. And then we lose to Dallas or LAFC or whoever down the road. But, you know, that, that that's what I'm calling for. There you go. Make it so. <laughs> I think what all of more you, you appreciate so hopeful. that. You were so Like, I literally thought when you said 3-0, I was like, oh, wow. And oh, then, wow. And He's then calling for him to lose. Beasler came in in the first <laughs> half, and they said, Bees, just stay on Chicharito, bro. We just need you to kill the game. Man mark Chicharito. But, you know, what's funny is uh, there are a couple of teams that only have one road win. Those are teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. So Colorado, San Jose. Um, There are teams with two road wins. Those are Kansas City and Vancouver. And, again, I'm just focusing on the West. Um and there are teams with three road wins. Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, Houston Dynamo, Seattle only have three road wins, and Portland only have three road wins. So let's keep Portland's three road wins at three. We'll take one in L.A., and then we'll beat them out of the playoffs and knock them out, and, it, and then we'll be vindicated. The curse will be lifted. And... Uh, I don't know, what's that baseball curse? Something about the Cubs and the Goat and trading them for player? I don't know if I'm mixing 
Uh, Boston Baseball Red metaphors. Sox traded Babe Ruth there it to is. Curse of the Bambino. That's it, yeah. To the New York Yankees. And, right. And they, they sacrificed a lot of goats trying to break that curse. <laughs> it's just really sad because, you know, shouldn't do that. I think the story goes Not in 2020. Some guy took a goat to a bar and they wouldn't let him in. Wouldn't bring his goat into the bar and says, all right, they're never going to win a title. <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, if you won't let Frankie in, you're going to lose forever. Yeah. So, so yeah, there you go. Those are our predictions. Some of them are a little more positive than others. We're curious to know yep. what your predictions are. We'll put our uh, our thoughts up on the social medias, and maybe you can share your – if you were the coach for two games or the coach for the LA Galaxy game coming up, how would you approach this? Yeah, let's see your lineup, what you would we like. Wanna, we, we, we stuck our necks out there. We – Put our totally uneducated guesses out there. <laughs> for totally some of us. hopeful guesses. <laughs> totally hopeful. But I, for I, me. I think we should definitely um, hear from everybody on what the score is going to be against LA Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a fun one. And when we win 3 0, you can come back and say, Hey, Tyler, how did you know? How yeah, did the you fans do that? Carry Tyler on his shoulders. You were right. You were right. You were right. <laughs> Like the entire chant. team comes over to Tyler's house. <laughs> it was because of your prediction that we were able to do get this. over here, big guy. We're gonna toss you in the air. Do you want to? You want to pick with Beesler? <laughs> Thanks, Bees. You're the best. All right. Yeah. 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 So, anything else for this episode? Uh, uh, come on, Crawley Doncaster update. Yeah, we kind of talked about uh, it. Yeah, they yeah, lost yeah, four yeah. to one. They are. Definitely struggling, but we will. He, he was hanging out with Tiffany and Epinephrim. Yeah, so, Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany from. Epiphany from. Epiphany from and Epiphany. Epiphany from. Oh, uh, Arsenal are still top of the league. Oh, and Alicia was really excited. She was trying to figure out. I don't know where uh, how I got so lucky. She is just so, turning into like such the soccer fan. Nice. She was trying to. They said this Tottenham in the London Derby. She's like, well. Who could it be? Could it be West Ham? Then she had to. She went and looked it up. She said, "Oh, it's gonna be Tottenham and Arsenal." Yeah, buddy, coming up. Okay, but did you see those thirteen minutes of sun? <sighs> that guy. Did you see? Did you see that? Yeah. They were up uh, three two. Was it three four? I don't four know. Four two or something like that. And they put him on. And he got a hat trick. He got a hat trick in minutes thirteen minutes right? and yeah. like quality shots. Oh, that guy is good. We we need to make sure we don't isolate him against Rob Holding. Yeah. We saw it happen last Saka's year. Saka's not doing That's so not hot, good. though. I feel like he's... Who, Saka? Yeah. Yeah. Not I think good. he's going to come into his game. Yeah, but Martinelli is a quality player. Yeah, Martinelli. And Gabriel Jesus. He's, oh, yeah, he's doing good yeah. this year. That was, I think, a good move for him away from Man City. I agree with that. And Man U? Um, Man, you suck. No. Oh. oh. No. How, how's Eric Crowley Town doing? How's Crowley How's Crowley doing? <laughs> How's Crowley? Oh, too oh, real. That's right. Man. Too real. <laughs> that's right. Still in lead. No, what did Derek Tegenhaw do this week that was so smart? Oh, did you know when they lost? You know, remember how I um, I told you about how? Oh, yeah. When they uh, they lost and they were at ran by like eight miles or something like that okay. in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Ten Hag also ran with them. No. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, hundred percent. That's why they eight respect miles? him so much. Yeah, like he he's like fifty three or something like that. But he like ran most of it because he said, you know, some of it was my fault, so that's why I'm participating. Nice. Oh, own like, your results, Dang, bro. Man, this yeah. guy's like trying to get an HBO I contract or something like yeah. that. Documentary, Eric Ten Hag changing, yeah. 
Reinventing Man United. All or nothing. Man United. They were in the dirt. <laughs> but the the uh, the Arsenal one was really good. But they started doing all or nothing for a bunch of clubs now. They're all Wrexham has a documentary right <laughs> Wrexham, now. Wrexham yeah. with a... Is that a joke or is that real? Is that a real AFC Wrexham? Yeah. Oh wait, AFC is never mind. That's that's a different thing. That's Richmond. Yeah. So it's it's Wrexham. And it's like the second oldest club in the world. In Wales. No, like in the world. Yeah, right. they're a really old club. But it's in Wales. It's oh, in yeah, it's in North Wales. North Wales. No, but like they're like the second oldest. But yeah, and they're Ryan Reynolds bottom. And the dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Rob McElhaney. Yeah. So. Yeah. If, if you ever want to see a, a funny video, Rob McElhaney talks about how to get ripped. It's really oh, funny. Oh, yeah, Have you seen I saw that. that. <laughs> He's like, like, do you like food? Quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Hire a trainer from Hollywood. And, and do you like food? No. Don't eat any Don't of it. it. <laughs> You're not going to like it. <laughs> Have a personal chef. Have a personal chef. Yeah. Still not going to taste good. <laughs> And then have somebody come in and sculpt your abs. Yeah, he said yeah, oh, yeah. something funny like medical that. procedures. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, anyway, that was a tangent. We soccer are, tangent. Soccer uh, tangent. We're just going to edit it out. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'm so we do have something we want to remind you of. You've got uh, just a couple days left. Contest. Contest. Yes. Yes. You want to win the boom box. Yep. Got to do a thousand push-ups. Got to record it. Make Meet sure us at the RSL store. Meet us at the RSL store. Um, 25 up The downs. code word is epinephrim. <laughs> Epinephrim. Epinephrim. <laughs> yes. You have um, to spell it right, too. <gasps> that's what we should do. If you listen to this, every time... If you, spell epinephrim. <laughs> if, if you spell epinephrim in the comment section of Instagram, that's an, another additional... A bonus entry. Bonus entry. There you go. Epinephrim. I'm all down for that. Yeah, epinephrim. <laughs> from yeah, you that's you, the code word hash, you can hashtag it on twitter see if we can get that trend <laughs> yeah true so yeah go four to, mentions go to twitter make sure you're following us and uh retweet the rules tweet that's out there same thing on facebook uh you like it and share follow you us like it you will like you it will. and you this will is my share. favorite part is like when you try to describe all the channels because <laughs> you're like so them. what you'll do is do hit the instagram up you'll like it and then subscribe it. and then facebook and then um and then, it on okay, but then twitter you just got it down and then you're gonna tweet and do all this stuff and i love twitter yeah so what are we gonna do on it <laughs> what are they doing they need to do on what do what? they need to do on Instagram? Tag a friend in the comment section. Like, follow. Don't subscribe because you can't subscribe, but you just follow. Follow. Yeah, so find the rules there. They're and all there. And then we will do another post. And the code word is epinephrim. Spell epinephrim. Yep. Spell Any word. spelling is an entry as long as it starts with EPI. Yeah. Uh, epi. Oh, so oh, you I, can put a Y, I guess. Yeah, however you want to do it. It's Utah. EFY and Efren. No, I think... There you go. There's another one. We won't post that anywhere. So if you listen and you want an extra entry into... Boom. You can have up to three extra entries, right? EpiPen, Ephraim. If you spell it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They need somewhere to put the code name. So if we do a post of some kind... No, no. This is for... This is an extra entry... For people that listen to our podcast. Right. We're not going to say, we're going to put in the code. Go okay, I'm editing it. this part out for yeah, sure. Yeah, edit this part out for sure. 
go we're gonna have a post to say hey there's still a blah 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 um there's still a chance to win this oh yeah let us know okay. so that way they have a new thing that to... they can put the code word on not like go back and we have to oh, okay. look at fair it. enough okay fair enough this is how instagram works and the World Cup's coming up, so keep that in mind. Likely no RSL players will be there except for Brian. Which Brian? That's what I'm asking. Which Oviedo. Brian? Oviedo! Because he is Costa Rican, and Costa Rican made the World Cup. They did, and he's a true left back. And they have the longest odds to actually win the World Cup yeah, out of any country that's well, still left. I think that's because they're also chunky. Chunky. <laughs> Chunky. They've been eating too many empanadas. So you can either try to spell epinephrine, from whatever that was, or you can type chunky in there. Chunky works as well. That's another entry. <laughs> chunky epinephrine. But tell your friends, we are trying to grow this. Tell your mom. We've had a ton of I already fun told them. doing, uh, that's what she said. We have a all, ton of fun doing this episode, these mm-hmm. uh, episodes all season. So anything else before we no. end it? We should just end it. End it. All right. right. See you later. I will say good day. (laughs) No. (laughs) Good day to you, sir. (laughs) That's the weirdest sign up we've ever had. Well, I I like to say good night because (laughs) I I think you had just such a good idea. Your face was just like good day. Oh, man. Yeah, we should just end it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.